Section 71 of The Expedition of Humphrey Clinker. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Expedition of Humphrey Clinker by Tobias Smollett. Section 71. To Mrs. Mary Jones at Brambleton Hall. Dear Mary Jones, Miss Liddy is so good as to unclose me in a kiver as far as Gloucester, and the carrier will bring it to hand. God send us all safe to Monmouthshire, for I'm quite jaded with rambling. Tis a true saying, live and learn. Oh, woman, what chuckling and changing have I seen! Well, there's nothing certain in this world. Who would have thought that mistress, after all the pains taken for the good of her precious soul, would go for to throw away her poor body? that she would cast the haze of infection upon such a carrying crow as Lash Mahago, as old as Methuselah, as dry as a red herring, and as poor as a starved weasel. O oh, Molly, hadst thou seen him come down the ladder, in a shirt so scanty that it could not kiver his nakedness? The young squire called him Dunquickset, but he looked for all the world like Craddock at Morgan, the old tinker, that suffered at a burgundy for stealing of kettle. Then he's a profane scuffle, and, as Mr. Clinker says, no better than an infidel, continually playing upon the pie-bill and the new birth. I doubt he has as little manners as money, for he can't say a civil word, much more make me a present of a pair of gloves for good will. But he looks as if he wanted to be very forward and familiar. Oh, that ever a gentlewoman of years and discretion should tear her air, and cry and disporage herself for such a nubjack, as the song goes, I vow she would fain love a bird that bid such a price for an owl. But for Sartin, he must have dealt with some Scotch musician to bring her to this pass. As for me, I put my trust in the Lord, and I have got a slice of witch elm sewed in the gathers of my under petticoat, and Mr. Clinker assures me that by the new light of Greece I may deify the devil and his works but I knows what I knows. If mistress should take up with Lash my Hago, this is no sarvice for me. Thank God there's no want of places, and if it wa'n't for one thing, I would. But no matter Madame Baynard's woman has twenty good pounds a year and parquisites, and dresses like a parson of distinction. I dined with her and the Valley de Shambles with bags and golden jackets, but there was nothing comfortable to eat, being as how they lived upon board, and having nothing but a piss of cold cuddling tart and some blagmenji. I was tucked with the cullock, and a mercy it was that mistress had her vial of acings in the cocks. But as I was saying, I think for sartain this match will go forward, for things are come to a crisis, and I have seen with my own bays much smuggling. But I scorn for to exclose the secrets of the family." and if it once comes to marrying, who knows but the frolic may go round. I believes as how Miss Liddy would have no reversion if her swan would appear, and you would be surprised, Molly, to receive a bride's fever from your humble servant. But this is all suppository, dear girl, and I have sullenly promised Mr. Clinker that neither man, woman, nor child shall know that arrow said a civil thing to me in the way of infection." I hope to drink your health at Brambleton Hall, in a horn of October, before the month be out. 
pray let my bed be turned once a day, and the window opened, while the weather is dry. And burn a few billets with some brush in the footman's garret, and see their mattress be dry as a bone. For both our gentlemen have got a sad cold by lying in damp shits at Sir Thomas Balfart's. No more at present, but my service to Saul and the rest of our fellow servants, being, dear Mary Jones, always yours, Wynne Jenkins, October 4. End of section 71. Recording by Tricia G.